Productivity people, thank you so much for tuning back into the podcast. And if this is your first time, the views, opinions, and information expressed on this podcast are solely intended just to educate you and inform you. And it's all based on Danielle's and her guests' opinions, research, and experience. This podcast absolutely does not constitute financial or investment advice, and the hosts are certainly not financial advisors, brokers, or dealers, because, well, you just have to trust us on that one. Welcome to the Tuesday edition of the Motivity Podcast with Danielle. And so today I have Jen on who owns a great PR firm uh, located in Philadelphia. I know your work expands further than Philadelphia. Uh, but I thought it would be interesting to talk and bring Jen on because Jen's a small women business owner and she uses a ton of technology in her day-to-day life. She manages her business. She uses a lot of data and analytics. And I love to give a view of a different type of industry using technology to benefit, you know, how you do business and how you run your business. So Jen, tell us a little bit first um, about your PR firm. What are you about? How long you've been in business? And again, you're on the Motivity Podcast with Danielle, and we're talking all things how to make your life better with technology. So Jen, take it away. Tell us about your business and what you do. And you know, if any clients, how do they find you if they want to work with you? So let's start there. Yeah, thanks, Danielle. I really appreciate this opportunity. I started in 2009. I had a job for a company called Advana Bank Corporation. And I did the PR and events there. It was coming out of TV. So I was only there like a year to a year and a half. But I loved it. We would travel the country. We would put on events. I would get press, like no matter what city we were in, we could be in a small city where Penn State's located or we could be in Los Angeles. And I realized no matter where it was, I was really good at getting like TV crews there and articles. And I just got a high off of it is the best way I can explain it. And, you know, coming up. You want to get the best press for your clients, right? Exactly. And it's fun for me because I know how to do it being a storyteller and coming from broadcast journalism and being in TV and you learn how to frame a story. So that makes the best PR person because you know how to make something newsworthy. And, you know, speaking of like different technology at the time, our events, we would stream live stream. So we would do something like a a shark tank called blob live. So we would do events in bars in Philadelphia. We do them at like a place called Rembrandt's in Los Angeles. We would do it at a bar there or San Diego. And, Um, we would stream them so people could get live feedback from the audience at home besides just like getting it in the restaurant or bar. Um, So that was really cool. That was new at the time where people could like type in. how far did your audience reach? Like, did you get, did you see, like how many people would be on the stream and then would you follow up? So for people listening, a stream, right? So you're recording live from the event and people can, you know, log into that stream to see what's happening live and you could watch. Exactly. There were people from around the world. I remember them saying like Australia, England, because we had this online platform called ideablob.com and we would give $10,000 away to the entrepreneur voted on by the business community online. Like they would pick who they wanted to be the entrepreneur that would receive the seed money each month. And then we would go to wherever that, you know, entrepreneur was no matter what city they were in. And we would give them like a big publisher clearinghouse check and hold these events. And that's where we would, you know, live stream and and get live feedback because we were trying to help other people take the stage, pitch their business idea and, you know, just get live feedback from an audience, kind of like crowdsourcing back then there wasn't, you know, GoFundMe and all those different sites. 
but in real time we would give feedback to people you know from around the world but they also could join this online community it was really cool unfortunately that is cool yeah I mean, I wish cool because they could use that that link again like they could be like oh and this is how i started my company like they had the video they had they actually had the press release or they had the media release right then and there and they could do what they want right exactly so recording. it was really cool i i've even tried to live stream like events i've done for myself over the years there were dating events and things like that but you know i always thought it was cool just because there was that real-time feedback or you know people can watch and grow your social media fan base or you know whatever you're trying to promote a product an event yourself um it's all it's all video and now in COVID, more people have learned to get comfortable with video um i used to always have face-to-face -face meetings now it's hybrid i have face-to-face -face meetings but i also have a lot of zoom google meet team meetings you know just like this because we can connect <laughs> yeah webex i like this one actually the best but things have changed in a great way that we can talk to people from around the world and feel like we're in their office or in their living room. Um, so it's really cool. And in terms of PR, the hybrid experience has definitely evolved and it's something that I like. Um, again, people still want that face-to-face -face contact, but I'll go to them instead of them coming to my office for the most part, like I used to do. Um, but overall, um, swinging back to talking about my business, 2009 was when I worked at Advana, but also started working at the Franklin Mortgage and Investment Company because clients here were seeing what I was doing for my client like around the country. And then they asked me to do that for them in Philadelphia. And just honestly, that first check, which was small, I don't remember how much it was. It could have been like a couple thousand dollars, but I would say that little bit of money, like it gave me confidence to kind of keep going and get other clients. And then I still didn't really know that I was going to have a PR firm for like longer than a decade like I do now. But um, yeah, I kind of just went with it. And then it was- Jenna, how many clients do you have now? Okay. Or, you know, maybe at any given time, but how many clients have you had? Oh my gosh. I mean, I would say hundreds by now. And I've literally done every vertical possible from like manufacturing to cryptocurrency to technology to finance. To, I mean, you name it, I guarantee you I've done it at some point. So I've become well-rounded in a lot of different fields. And you being like the owner of the company, right? We talked about this, like it's hard to scale. And what have you seen? You know, how has technology helped you? Like, especially with hybrid work, are you seeing it easier to meet, to do business, to get, you know, to get things done? Because PR, all back, you know, I get thinking 10 years ago, it used to just be all about the event, right? Being in person and getting it done. Maybe how has even hybrid or digital media changed now uh, and really impacted your business? It's true. I would say things are less pressure now because people, clients, were not wasting as much time as like driving to that meeting or spending hours in that conference room. I think people are realizing like we're saving time and actually being more efficient and getting work done instead of socializing or maybe spending you know, an extra long time in that meeting room on things that aren't relevant to whatever project that you're working on. But um, I do still feel like having a presence like at events and doing things is still important to get your name out there. Um, I mean, I hope that the metaverse doesn't come too quick where everyone's just living in their goggles. So I think both are still important, but I have to say I've been, I never in a million years thought I could run a PR firm from my house um so and have remote workers 
ever, never in a millionaire thought that that's possible. So it is, it's been a nice change for me. It probably depends on the field you're in. There's some people that absolutely have to go to their office and they need that computer and they need that face to face. So I don't think that it will ever go away, but I do like that the hybrid, you know, work client lifestyle is now accepted. Nice. I mean, I'm, I'm very much in it, right? Working at the biggest, techno- one of the biggest technology companies in the world. And, and to that point, we are, we're trying to help not only doctors solve problems using technology, but it's so interesting to hear that it is even changing from all these different verticals and everyone's using these different platforms. So I think as a society, we're getting more comfortable. The ease of use is there. The iPhone obviously changed. That was a game changer and video is getting stronger, right? So I think what we'll see is that and rely on that little device much more. Uh, and we're talking about this little device, and tell me, I, and we talked a little bit about a story that, you know, when you do an event and the TV company, you know, or network can't show up, right? What have you done to improvise and use technology to get that, you know, get the name out there or, you know, market that event? What do you do in a pinch? Tell us a little bit about, you know, what you've done in that scenario. Sure. Yeah. For anyone listening that, you know, wants to do their own PR publicity, this is probably the best way to do it. Um, So when camera crews can't make it out to my events, for example, last Monday night, I had an event at Morristown Mall. It was a public hearing. They're doing a lot of new renovations there. And for example, luxury apartments and Cooper Health is going there and the old Sears building. So it was on like the changing landscape of malls, but it was at the same time as the Eagles Monday night football. So Every crew in Philadelphia was tied up, which is understandable since it was the home opener. And so I just shot it on my phone um, horizontal like this. This is the best way for high def. And I, you know, I shot for about 15 to 30 seconds, 10 clips. Um, I just hold it steady and I make sure I pan the room or hold it on a speaker, hold it on some of the renderings of what the project will look like. And then I submitted myself to the news desks and I was able to get coverage that way on all four stations. And the same happened this weekend. Not all the stations could come out Saturday morning to a training run we had on the art museum steps. So we submitted video that way. And then, it, you know, if they can't make it out, then they'll run it. A lot of people don't know that. They think, you know, the crews just have to come. But very often that, you know, they're short crews or there might be breaking news. And if you actually submit video the right way, they can just courtesy your name and they'll run the story. So for anyone listening that, you know, is trying to launch their product or their startup, that might be a great way for them to actually take the story in their own hands instead of relying on a PR person or relying on the TV coverage itself. And that's such a smart idea. So how do you upload it? Is there like a full, like a file system or do you upload it to Google and send them a link? And then twofold, do you kind of give them the pitch too? Do you write the pitch? For them, Jen, to like say, yeah, do you, is that what you send with it? Like a, hey, this is what happened? Yes. So um, Google Drive is typically what I use. If you have Dropbox on your phone, I've tried to use that. But I found that Google Drive and that link is the best for me. Um, Sometimes I've even sent them in Messenger because it compresses the file. If, say, I'm having, um, I'm in an area that Wi-Fi isn't great. And therefore, like if I send it on an email and the Wi-Fi is not great, it's not attaching or it's too large. And at least I know that Messenger will compress the file. Um, but they prefer a link like Google Drive or Dropbox. I'm, I'm sure there are others out there um, that I was using. And the pitch, yeah. So we typically write them before the event. So we already yep. had um, media alerts written up for the event last week and Saturday. But we're sending that out before. But 
Correct. We'll send it out after with the links or the clips just so that they have the producers or editors can write right from our script. But yeah, absolutely. Whoever may be taking this advice, definitely provide like a who, what, when, where, like as simple as that, just so they can pull the information. Did you, and then do you pull all the media clips after the event as well? What platforms do you use? Sure. To help run your business. Yeah. I mean, this is a key piece. I mean, getting coverage or getting, you know, national coverage or local coverage is a huge accomplishment, I'm sure. And one of your KPIs. Exactly. So So I use different platforms like IQ Media. It's a site that pulls video clips. So if I get my clients on NBC, Fox, CNN, you name it, I can pull the clip and it'll tell me how many people saw it, how much it's worth. So I want those analytics to see, you know, how many people saw them, um, basically how much they're saving in terms of using us instead of paying for advertising dollars. And it's really cool because we can see whether it's, you know, at prime time or morning where there may not be as many viewers depending on the time or the time slot of the broadcast. But um, there's plenty of platforms out there like it. I've looked at things like TVI's, Critical Mention. I can go on and on, but we use IQ Media. I used to work with the founder years ago, and it's it's a really cool service. And it will never expire, whereas sometimes PR firms just send, like, the Fox link, you know, things on the website, but that will eventually expire, and there aren't any analytics or data with that. So it's it's kind of mostly email marketing, looking for press contacts, um, finding broadcast clips that we use as a PR firm, and I'm always exploring new, you know, technology that may help us. I mean, you you told me earlier about um, Jasper, so I'm going to check that out. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, I obviously, I like platforms. I don't necessarily, I don't use always, like, the platforms in my day-to-day work, um, but I always look to use, well, I don't use them in my my Cisco technology job, but I use them in my podcast job, and, you know, I don't have a background in SEO marketing. I, I know, but I understand that keywords and searches are going to drive views and drive awareness for my podcast. So I know that the more, you know, more wording I could put into that file system and that link, then I'm more sociable. So uh, searchable. And so I use, I do use an AI platform called Jasper. I think it's excellent. Um, And it, it just helps you like realize like you do want to repeat words and you do want to use certain words that are coming up in major key search, you know, search words. But that just, you know, and I think another key thing, Jen, like and you and I, are, you know, I'm starting out, but you had your PR firm. You know, I always look at the releases of the platforms. Like what I, and I try to, as people work with me, I try to educate them. Like as they're releasing information, you got to look at that because they're, the platform is also trying to expand and getting to other avenues. So if you just watch their notifications or their updates or they send you emails, that's a pretty easy way to stay on top of the changing platforms and how they expand as companies. Right. That's very interesting with the artificial intelligence piece because there are sites out there that this is also a free PR tip for your clients um, called Quoted or Harrow, which is help a reporter out. And you can literally set up profiles for your clients, like whether they're a bank or cryptocurrency or manufacturing, um, even for yourself. And it will all I'm not going to send you pictures of reporters looking for stories in those fields for you. And sometimes they're really big. It'll be like Fox Business, CNN, um, Oprah. Yeah, it's really cool. So quoted Q-W-O-T-E-D and then Harrow, H-A-R-O. And you'll get alerts as many times a day as you want. But it's really cool. It's another free marketing tip. Um, 
they're free up into a point like quoted they'll send you like three free pitches a month um eventually they'll want you to pay but i mean i don't even pay for it so and, and sends me some really cool stuff that i've got my clients bookings on so that's something because i've noticed like i think oh is artificial intelligence going to change pr i mean it might one day maybe companies can of just course. hire through like you know a technology and it's doing it all for you so i do i do interestingly wonder i do think it helps to have that face-to-face -face publicist and someone that can always work for you but then again i mean it's changing with the times like everything else yeah i don't think that, i think that the you know that the strategy and the planning and and, and your go-to-market whatever that you know what what whatever you're trying to promote is ever going to change right that that's never going to go away i think what we're seeing is just enablement of the platforms like they're just getting smarter and wiser, but that end user and your client, do, we do not know how to use this stuff. Like, I think right. that's kind of, but you know, if you could kind of be that expert on maybe some of the platforms and, you know, start giving details into to what we're talking about, you know, how to use the platforms to, you know, to make some work easier. And then you could focus on maybe having more client meetings or you focus on more pre-sales. Like, I think that's what's happening is just kind of the focus is shifting is, oh, well, we could use you know x amount to get that job done but we still have all this to accomplish as well exactly um, so yes yeah, so it's just changing you know, a little bit yeah i mean us too i mean we're all you know i we ought automate a ton of our business right we're trying to have you know the world be more have more agility more access more control more gathering of data it's the same idea we're just kind of you know pushing things this way and get, gathering more over here so um, you know, there's there's a lot we can do with technology. It's this ever-changing landscape. But, you know, to the point, you just have to stay on top of it. You know, you do your research, keep updated. The platforms are great. They're they're getting better and better. And I think maybe, you know, possibly you guys will see in your industry, some of that piece is collapsing. But that's what makes it exciting, I think. I think it's someone who doesn't use technology, um, you know, I think they should broaden their horizons, right, and learn I agree. some platform. Sure the yeah. PR folks that could be in their 60s, 70s, that they just use the phone and email. I bet you, I mean, I think I've talked to some of them on the phone sometimes if they're looking for work. So it's um, it's definitely interesting. There's people that just stick to the, the old playbook, but you can't, you have to keep up with the times and stay in the game. Otherwise you're gonna lose, <laughs> you know, and that's no fun. Yeah, yeah, and even like, and just to give you guys insight, you know, here at Cisco, we're big Microsoft shops. I started going everything digital. Like I actually don't even use something that I can't send out or recreate, like even in a PowerPoint and email, like I now have everything digital. I don't even use paper. I don't save anything locally. Like everything I do is shareable. Uh, we, we, that was a big transformation, uh, you know, that we had to go through, but you, you have to get there. I mean, it's just, you know, once you do it though, you're agile. Like it's, it's much easier. Hey, let's share this thing. Let's do this. Let's do that. And honestly, I don't really work in email anymore. I just work in, in IMs and chat too. So that's, yeah. you know, I, you know, my clients are just pinging me and, and we're answering questions that way. So it, it, it's changed a it lot. It definitely has changed. It's quicker, yeah. it's faster. Yeah. Um, it's sad that we're losing some of that personal touch, but it's to be more efficient and to keep up with today's changing, you know, technological landscape, we have to in order to be quicker. Yeah. What other platforms, you know, are key to your business? You know, how, how do you run this great PR firm? <laughs> yeah. From <you're>, your home. <laughs> there's also, 
like networking groups I'm a part of now that I'm thinking about it and being a part of them, you have access to their lists and, you know, can reach out to people. So there's also ah. that people, it's not always like technology. Um, obviously that helps because it's emails that I'm getting to, you know, and their contact names and their, their high level CEOs. But I mean, that is technology. It's like by, by joining certain groups, you have access to certain people. Um, so that's one way to look at it. Like really if you're joining the right key, companies or masterminds or um different i would say business networking groups i mean just think of that way you're having access to that list and that's you know emails that you can you know once you meet those people can import into your own like constant contacts mailchimp email marketing systems and just grow your profile that way even if you're launching that's a question. how often how often do you do um email marketing do you are you weekly? Is it monthly? Is it bi-monthly? What, what is your, what's your cadence? Look sure. like or what do you recommend? Yeah. I do it monthly. Um, but you know, there are people that I keep meeting over and over that say I should do it weekly. And if you lose people, it doesn't matter. Whereas I, I always like, I hate getting the unsubscribe. So I never want to lose them because I've worked so hard for those like 15 to 20,000 contacts over the years. So I'm always like, ah, every time I send an email, we lose people. But I keep meeting more and more people that say, who cares? It doesn't matter. You just want the people that follow you and you should do it weekly. So, and I, I honestly, I subscribe to many people's podcasts or just their business and they send them, I would say some send like a couple times a week, some send daily, some, some send just once a week. And it's a lot more than I do. So there, there has to be something to the data on what works for me. I mean, I think monthly or you know, even bi-monthly is enough, but I would have to say if you're Thank really you. an influencer or maybe a public speaker or have a product, then I think you're more relevant to be like three times a week, you know? And I guess that's just right. a part of it. You lose people, but you're probably also trying to gain people, you know, to subscribe to your email list as well. So it's probably a little bit of both. I just, for my service business, I don't think it would make sense. I think it would be like overkill for what I do. But again, if I was like a public speaker or sending inspirational messages or something like that, because I, I even see a yeah. people's podcast, they do it every time they send a podcast. It's a lot more, it's like a lot more frequent than I do. Like they'll send it every week for their podcast. And I, I think about it, but then for me, I don't think I'm there yet, but I think at a certain level, when you have that many subscribers and you're that influential, then absolutely people want to hear from you. But I'm sure there's yeah, also- it's funny. I, I mean, I do it, I guess I do it weekly now, but I don't do it via email. I mean, I use platforms like LinkedIn. I just use social media platforms. I don't even, I don't promote via email. Just, I don't know. I guess it's funny that you brought that up. Not that I shy away from it. Just some, I don't know if, I feel like if you're following me, you're following me because you found me or through social media. I don't know. I do Facebook groups. It's funny. I use, and I don't do a, a MailChimp, which maybe I should. I don't know. I think you should, but I, I get what you're saying. And most, I would say that the podcast I subscribe to do send me every time they have a guest on there. And I, I like the write-ups because I save them sometimes in case I want to do that one day. I just don't think me personally, like I'm at that level yet, but, and I do, I'm thinking of this one these two publicists in New York, I mean, they send emails all day, every day. I think that they must have a sales team behind them. That's also of like course they do. grabbing new subscribers because they're probably losing subscribers every day. Um, so yeah, it's, it's probably, yeah. it's probably a test for everyone, even if you're 
you have a million followers. It's probably one of those things that you test it. And if you're losing too many people, then you hold back a little bit. So it's always sure, yeah, you're testing. Prob you're probably looking at the, the, the data on that and deciding what to kind of do next, right? Exactly. Kind of the whole the whole idea. Yeah, it's interesting. I never really thought about it. Um, well, we're almost up on time. Let me just see here. Um, so just any last words that, you know, I know there's probably a ton of listeners looking to, you know, be an entrepreneur, start a business, you know, any advice for someone, you know, early in career trying to figure out where do they land? Do they do it on their own? Do they work for companies? What's your best advice there? I mean, I have a little bit of advice, but I want to hear it. Yeah, sure. You really took the leap. Yeah. I would say you just have to go and do something because if you really want to do it. And I say that because a lot of, say, entrepreneurship professors, and I hear business people say it all the time, or people who don't really know, say to have a business plan, you need a business plan. Then once that's in place, you can start. But I think you just have to start. And that's what I did. I think I'm a big believer in like sink or swim, jumping in, because that's the only way you yeah. can learn is through like testing, like what we talked about, and failure and risk-taking. Because if you don't fail, you're not going to know how to succeed. And I, I think there's plenty, I'd have to Google, but plenty of success, successful businesses that have started without a business plan. I never even finished my business plan. I did one, I think in 2008, 2009 at the Warden SBDC, but I never finished it. So it's like, I, I think there's a lot of misinformation and I think that's what probably holds people back from starting a business. And I think that if they have a passion and they love something, they should try to monetize it and make a living off of it. And I think like what happened to me, like that will give them a little bit of confidence to keep going. It's really about confidence. I think a lot more people would take the risk if they know that they'd be okay. You know, so I think just go for something no matter what it is. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I definitely, when I started the podcast, I definitely had not a business plan, but I definitely wrote like a PowerPoint and I kind of had my, you know, my ideas around, but I then to your point, it like does shape itself. It changed. Like I thought, you think one thing and then I went a completely different thing. So it, it is, you know, it is that I like to sink or swim. I'm of a, your mentality. I needed to plan because I had to broadcast something out, which I didn't know how to broadcast anything out. Um, but I knew there were platforms and I knew there were people. So I kind of, you know, tried to formulate my own little team and say, hey, what is it? What do you think of this idea? Does it work? Does it not work? It's funny. I, I get, it's funny. Everyone comments, though, about my podcast if they meet me or talk to me, they, that's what they want to talk about, talk to me about, which is fun, you know, and, and I get to have wonderful people on the show and just learn about other businesses. I think that's also what's key is that, you know, knowledge is so important. I think that's why podcasts are so great because you're hearing different views and you're hearing us just talk about these ideas and, and you're really learning. I mean, you really are. So it's really cool. No, I applaud you because I noticed your podcast right away, you know, probably a year ago. And I remember thinking, wow, that's so cool. I love seeing you yes. out there. You should. You're a great communicator. Thank you. Um, anything else you want to say about the PR industry? I think, you know, it's a, in my mind, it's very intricate. I think everyone needs a PR person because messaging is so, so key and so important. But, you know, any, any advice there, anything about your business? Um, and she goes by Jenna Communications, and you could, you know, tell people where oh, to sure. find you. Yeah, yeah, my website's jennacommunications.com. I have my podcasts on jennifersherlock.com. I just started that recently just to kind of separate the two. Um, but Jenna Communications on 
Facebook and Instagram. It's just Jenna Communications, so it's easy to find. J E N N A Communications. And um, other than that, I would say like in terms of anyone that wants to get into PR or clients that need PR, I mean, it is all about effective messaging and credibility. And if you're not marketing yourself, no one else is going to. So if you don't have those capabilities, you should reach out to a consultant like myself um, to at least get you to feel more comfortable even doing your own videos um, or your own podcast yourself. Sometimes we help clients do that. But I would say that, I mean, honestly, no company is going to be successful if they don't have marketing. So. PR is a huge part of that. I mean, advertising too, digital media. I mean, marketing is a broad term, but public relations is the best way to have like a, a strong, successful, organic message about your company where people are saying that it's awesome, your product's awesome. It's not you paying someone to say it. It's actually like a true organic story. And that's what we do as a PR firm. It's all organic. It's not paid. So check that's us out, amazing. Jenna Communications.com. Thank you. I'm a lot of relationship sure they building. Will. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Well, I wish you the best. Thank you for being on the Motivity Podcast with Danielle. If you guys have any questions or you want to, you know, work with Jen or want to hire her, which we love, uh, you know, reach out to her, you know, book a meeting. I'm sure, you know, it's easy to do and you could find her and just send her an instant message. Again, this is the Motivity Podcast with Danielle. Thank you for listening and uh, have a wonderful day. Uh -huh.